This week's podcast brought to you by The Basking Lizard. Driving our seventh grader to school today, she had the visor down with the mirror, checking herself out and making, trying to make some small adjustment to her look for the day. And she said to me, as if I were her a surgical assistant, she said, uh, do you have any wipes? And I said, uh, no, I don't have any wipes. Do you have any tissues? And I said, I don't actually have any tissues. She said, you're not prepared. And I said, I'm as prepared as I need to be for driving around. She said, no, no, you're not prepared. Mom's prepared. She has wipes. She has tissues. She has gum. (laughs) Saying says no pain, no gain, and we found that to be fact. Road might twist and turn a bit, but we all arrive intact. Mr. Mom and Mrs. Dad having each other's back. Day by day, just to keep it sane. Who's the ball and who's the chain? It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. Welcome. We were off last week. Uh, we were expecting to do a podcast last Tuesday morning, but I woke up not feeling. One hundred percent, and um, which is the standard I set. If I don't feel one hundred percent, I go back to bed. In this case, I did, and I tested positive for COVID for the first time in nearly three years of the global pandemic, COVID nineteen, the pandemic. I it finally got you. It, it finally caught up to you. It did. I was starting to wonder if you were one of those people that they say you know doesn't get COVID or can't get COVID. I was hopeful that that was the case, but it unfortunately was not. Unfortunately. Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah. So you had a nice little quarantine. I was quarantined to our room. Um, I watched or was exposed to a lot of daytime TV. But it was, at least the timing was halfway decent because uh, World Cup is on and you like to watch soccer. That was great. I would drift in and out of consciousness while while hearing uh, screaming announcers calling goal. But then a lot of it was... uh, was uh, Medicaid and Medicare commercials, Camp Lejeune lawsuits, uh, Paraquat class action suits, um, enroll in Medicare, reverse mortgage. The 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 onslaught of of daytime TV uh, wasn't what I remembered as a kid when it wasn't all uh, Prices Right and Bewitched reruns. It was a lot of uh, a lot of depressing commercials for walk in tubs and. Um, that might have been though the the channel you channel or channels you were watching, right? Presumably, I, I, if you I, were I, watching, I don't know Nickelodeon, they're not going to have commercials for walking tubs, but maybe they do. I, I flipped around a lot, both physically and metaphorically, with the remote, and um, it seemed to be on all channels. But but did any of the walk-in tub channels have any of them graduated to your idea of having the um, the person there to open? And close the door. The doorman? The doorman, yeah. The walking tub doorman? They didn't, but but they ought to. But they but I, I say one one benefit of, of quarantine quarantining in our room for four hours, and people might have just heard that on the audio, the barking dogs, is I was given a break from being the doggy doorman, which is my which is my typically my day job if I'm home trying to write. It's letting dogs in and letting dogs out. Yeah, I took over that responsibility and uh, and with you quarantining away from the rest of us, I slept 
in a bunk bed for the first time in uh since maybe college i i was in the room uh our, our youngest sleeps on the top bunk the the bottom bunk is empty and she and i got to be uh bunk mates for the week which was um which was kind of fun the good thing about that is it made me go to bed every night when she went to bed which is like 9:30 i was in bed and uh which is later than you usually right, and haven't felt that rested in a while so that piece of it was kind of nice well uh you were actually in bunked hammocks like gilligan and the skipper right yeah that would have been nice too who's who who had the upper hammock and who had the lower hammock when, i don't know i don't know uh surely it was gilligan in the upper hammock right i don't know alan hale the skipper was a, a bit too uh, uh portly portly to to take the upper bunk, although it, it it would have created more comic possibilities with him falling, you know, on on Gilligan, perhaps. But no, we we were not in hammocks. We were in an actual bunk bed. Which um, bunk beds aren't particularly made for six four people. So for I was kind of on my side, curled up so that I could fit on this little twin size bed. And then you were staring up at the slats, right? Well, since I was kind of curled up i had to be on my side so i was staring out towards the the room as you were saying that i was less hanging on every word but i was also google image searching uh gilligan and the skipper's bunked hammocks and yes gilligan uh well gilligan was almost always in the top hammock but here is a a photo of the skipper in the top hammock and he's he's uh he's sagging perilously close to to his little buddy <laughs> Did you fantasize as a kid, as I did, about having bunk beds, by the way? Oh, of course. Well, except that when, I think in high school, my sister and I got bu got bunk beds. Which quickly ended the fantasy. Yes. Because we, of course, have bunked and unbunked and rebunked and debunked uh, these bunk beds a thousand a times. A thousand times, yeah. Because the kids love them, then they don't like them, then they want them bunk beds, then they want the bottom bunk, they want the top bunk. Um, but bunk beds like like tandem bicycles another hot topic on this podcast are operating under the theory of you know if one thing is good why not two together would be even better right sure it doesn't always work that way but in theory i mean what else could you bunk that would be twice as good as the original how great would it be if there were bunked chairs just like a bunk bed but it was just chairs <laughs> Facing out, and you would have like a, like a lifeguard chair ladder that you would climb to to get into the well, upper just chair. Just like some, you know, how some bunks, yeah, just like a ladder that you would have on a bunk bed, but instead of a bed, it's a bunk chair. I would like if, but only if I could have the upper berth. I would like uh, bunked bathtubs. <laughs> or what about as you're slopping as you're slopping bathwater into the one below, like like a fountain, you know, where it cascades bunked, down to the next, like a bunked love seat. A bunked love seat. Yeah, like what if you're you you like in a not, New York not full apartment couch. where you don't have a huge um, footprint, but maybe you have tall ceilings, so that way instead of just two people sitting, you could have four, and then you just have the you know the mounted television, and uh, I think that sounds perfect. There should be more bunked things. What about a, a bunked sectional? <laughs> or yeah, I mean, I don't know if it could be a sectional. It would you know double have, L's. <laughs> Your L-shaped sofa, you have two L's. Yeah, you could. Well, I don't know why people haven't uh, moved that. Ikea would probably be the first one to branch out into bunked uh, sitware. That's the next concept in, in home design, and we're offering it free right now to anybody who wants it bunked, more bunked stuff. Yes. 
Well, this past weekend, um, I was in South Bend, Indiana for UConn women's basketball at Notre Dame. The previous weekend, I was out in Portland for the Phil Knight Invitational. And, uh, and when I flew out there through Detroit, um, from Detroit to Portland, which is a long, long flight, sit down and um, I was upgraded. And the, there's a woman sitting next to me. Um, actually, it was through Minneapolis. There was a woman sitting next to me. And I see her kind of keep turning around and, and looking back into coach. And I realize it's because her husband and three young children are all sitting in coach. She's up in first class and the kids, um, at least one of the daughters came by, I'm guessing she was probably around seven or eight years old. But uh, yeah, I thought that was, I thought that was um, an interesting arrangement. And um, a couple of times she was in the window and I was in the aisle a couple of times I got up so she could go back and uh, and check on the kids. And um, I just desperately kind of wanted to see the, the look on the husband's face because I don't know how that would how that would have worked in our marriage. If first it, of all, first of all, it has happened in our marriage. Are you kidding? It's never happened. I've in flown our marriage. and coached, not necessarily with the kids, while you were in first that's class. Never, no, that's never once. That hasn't happened. Never. That's only how I think of our marriage. Uh, that must be how you our, th- our think dynamic. Of it, but never ever have I flown on an upgrade while you and the kids were in back. Ever. I remember once you and I were flying first class and I got downgraded. <laughs> to the point where like when, because Delta is the is usually the airline that will upgrade me. You, when you make a reservation, like if I make a reservation for our family, there's a box to check so that you're not even considered for an upgrade. And so I make sure to check that so it would never happen. What I thought you were going to say is this lady in 2B and you're in 2A and she turned to you and said, would you mind, I'm flying with my husband He's in 37C. Would right. you just mind switching with him so we could fly together? I'm almost surprised she didn't. But so this happened, again, Minneapolis to Portland. I think it was it's between a three and a four hour flight. And so I was I was kind of taken aback by that. And then I saw this on the same exact flight. A man and woman get on and they are both sitting in first class. They're husband and wife sitting in first class, but not together. So um, they're not in the same row. And they don't ask their seatmates to switch with them. They were they were delighted at the, their luck. Yes. Even better, their three children, who I would guess all under the age of 10, were sitting together in the first row of coach. So they didn't have an adult sitting with their three young children. And they weren't sitting together. So they, that's another- It takes another a village. It's, on an airplane. What's that? When flying with young kids, it takes a village. Yes, yes. So uh, so I was at least giving my seatmate um, almost kudos. Well, at least she has somebody, some adult with her. Her husband is sitting with their three kids versus the couple um, that were sitting completely separate from their kids. Their kids were incredibly well behaved. Um, but uh, I, I was just kind of... Um, taken aback by that a little bit. Let's revisit your past week, though. Like when you're spending a week in bed under the weather, TV on, bad commercials, um, 
what did oh. you like about well, it? Uh, and two, what did you most miss? Like, what did you like about quarantine? And what did you most dislike or miss while you were in quarantine? Well, I mean, I, I was served literally on a serving tray, Campbell's chicken noodle soup mm-hmm. and crackers mm-hmm. in bed by my wife. I mean, that was nice. That was very nice. And, uh, uh, of course, you have to have a have a debilitating virus to get that kind of treatment, but uh, it was nice. Of course. We should do that more often. We should um, w- remove the debilitating virus from it and, and just, just- Quarantine. Well, quarantine or you know treat each other in that kind As of a way. Like I'll, I'll today be your butler. Your t- this Saturday is your day. To be your you butler. S- you stay up here, watch TV. I will bring you food and you don't have to- feel horrible that in would, order for me to do that. That would be, be a nice thing. And then So the you next... liked that and then and then what was the worst? Like what did you miss well, while uh, being in quarantine? I mean I think everybody misses feeling healthy because uh, it's well, like yeah, but aside it's, from it's like that. when you have an expensive uh, roof leak or something and and you're you're spending a lot of time and money just trying to return to the status quo, you didn't appreciate having a roof the day before. But now, man, what I would give for yesterday when this roof didn't cost me a lot of money and it wasn't leaking. That's kind of the way I feel about my my own, the the crumbling infrastructure of my own One day, didn't you, you got in the car and just drove to- Well, the idea was to get in the car and drive. Just to be out of the house. Out of the it house. It was a sunny day, just to touch the sun. I couldn't. I couldn't uh, or have the sun touch anybody, you. right? Mm-hmm. In, uh, alone in my car, uh, and I made it about five minutes to the parking lot of our local nature preserve, where I parked and just gazed out my window at at all that nature from yeah. from from the comfortable confines of my my car. Right, but sometimes it's just about having the sun touch you, right? Like. Yeah. Uh, so oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Sometimes I'll just go sit in the one chair in the house that is actually in the sun. I do that a lot, actually, just because it it invigorates you a little bit. You were actually have... uh, uh, took a rare nap recently after a road trip, and I came into our room. You were asleep, facing the the southern sun, shining through the windows, and I and I had the brilliant idea of going to pull the shades so you could that is such something you would do i nothing makes me because you were just you were just faster we've talked about this like nothing makes me fall asleep faster than being in the sun whether i'm a passenger in the in the car or if i'm in a hotel room and there's sun shining on the bed um I will find what you occasionally. What are the animals that like to sleep? I was just going to say, I, I occasionally find you basking like a lizard on a rock. Yeah, that's what I, what I, what I think of when I when it's I. It's so rare that it happens, but I, I do like to bask like a lizard on a rock. You do like to bask like I a do. lizard on a rock. I'm a basking lizard. That, that's uh, when I'm at my happiest. Maybe if there is such a thing as reincarnation, that'll I'll come back as a lizard on a rock. I don't think I like that. <laughs> And and I'll come back as the uh, proprietor of the Basking Lizard, maybe a pub in the Basque region of Spain. Yes. Or failing that, I'll, I will open a pub called the Busking Lizard. The Busking Lizard. Yeah, and there'll be a, there'll be like a lizard playing a uh, playing guitar with an open guitar case in the subway. All I can think of is the Geico Lizard. That, right. Now. That's a gecko, right? That's oh, a lizard. A, yeah. 
geckos are lizards, aren't That's they? That's true. I, so, I suppose so. Should we get to viewer mail? Yeah, I mean, you can't regale us with any epic tales of your quarantine because you were quarantined. So um, I think it's only I mean, I could we, I could we, regale we you with, with epic tales of my quarantine, but uh, I, I don't want to be the guy who three years into the global pandemic uh, acts like he's the first guy to get COVID. Yeah, that wouldn't be good. So, um, yes, let's get the viewer okay, mail. Let's do that. Big bad look, throw our lure, reel us in with your viewer mail. Dear Stephen, Rebecca writes, uh, Kevin in Wisconsin. Hello, Kevin. Listening to this week's podcast on the way to work the day before Thanksgiving, DGS's reference to shopping using photos of items he needed to buy, he needed to buy, texted him from Mrs. DGS, reminded me of a grocery run I made last week. Let me just pause there, Kevin. This morning. You texted me a photo of an item I needed to buy, and, mm-hmm. I, and I bought it, and it was helpful. Wasn't it helpful? It was because helpful. It's, it's a type of item that you, there's many different varieties. Yes. Um, but having the photo, then yes. you know exactly what to get. I do that sometimes with our daughters now because they'll say, can you get – I need shampoo or I need whatever it is. And I'll say, just instead of describing it, just send me a picture. And, and I s- sent you a picture of another item that I needed to buy, which were uh, toasted crackers – what are those? Nabisco Keebler toasted crackers. Oh, yeah. And I test you a picture of the hole on the shelf where they used to be mm-hmm. and the industrial box branded toasted crackers on the outside of the box on the top shelf. Where Waiting to be shelved, be opened right? and then shelved, yeah. What do you think? Because you could probably reach I could have that. reached and then what opened, but people they... people were shelving stuff all around me and I didn't want to be that guy. But what do you think they would have done if you had just taken down that industrial uh, size uh, box? Would, would they even have ripped scanned? it open? Yeah. And put them on the shelves yourself. I have to say, uh, the toasteds are are often in that industrial box on the top of the shelf while the while that space while is that empty. space is empty. And um, and it is one of our favorite crackers. One of our kids likes to take those crackers yeah. for, with her for lunch. Well, so, uh, it, it, it it it's a round cracker, so it holds the like round pepperoni perfect. better than the mm-hmm. the Keebler Club cracker, which is a rectangular right. cracker. Also, also delicious and buttery. Yes, and but it's, it's different, rectangular, different tasting than the Ritz cracker, which different is also texture. round and and all of that. So, uh, but yeah, whoever's supposed to be shelving the toasted crackers. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe we need to start shopping on a different day. Maybe the shelving happens on a Wednesday, and we need to do our toasted cracker shopping on Thursday. We need to like figure that whole that whole gambit out. Uh, we we must have have listeners who who have stocked at groceries before in grocery stores and and know the consequences, um, both for the store and the customer. When when they take matters into their own hands. Now right. they're happy to have me take matters into their own hands when it comes to bagging, scanning, and lugging. Right. But or I even I don't know like about stocking. even weighing and doing all of that yeah. now in the produce, you can weigh yourself the the item and print out the cost and everything like that. So they're happy to have you do that. So maybe they would ha- be happy to have you um, unbox the Keebler toasteds. And I don't know if we've talked about this before. We've been on this subject before, but but if you were to t- take matters into your own hands. To the to the very end of the system, and you and you collected all the carts from the cart corral and pushed them in a giant cart snake back into the store. Do you think mm-hmm. they would welcome that? 
I bet they would actually. Yes. I don't think they would. I think they would because it's usually just somebody who's working in the, in, especially when the weather's bad and they send them out there to go get the carts and that person never looks thrilled with the assignment. I mean, I will. Understandably. I, I will often take rogue carts and put them in the cart corral. Sure. But I won't create the cart snake. Yeah, that's a um, that's a good Samaritan thing to do. Or I'll grab one from the cart corral and bring it in and use it to do my shopping just to kind of eliminate one cart from having to be returned before it is then pulled back to be used again. Not today, but the previous time I was at the grocery, I actually did uh, like a quarter lap of the first two aisles with a wobbly cartwheel and I returned the thing. And got a new one. And got another one. Yeah. See, I usually push through, which makes no sense yeah, no, whatsoever. It's, it's, well, sometimes I will I will pop a wheelie with the cart if, if right. it's one of the front wheels that's wobbling, yep. just so I don't have to listen to it. Yeah. Kevin, apologies. Let's yeah, let's, let's get, get to back Kevin's to email. Kevin. Okay. Uh, he's reminded TGS's email of Mrs. DGS texting pictures of the groceries needed. Reminded him of a grocery run he made last week. Are you ready, Rebecca? I'm ready. I stopped at the store on the way home from work to pick up a couple of items. I saw my wife's favorite coffee brand had a great sale going, so I grabbed several bags of what I was fairly sure was her favorite flavor. As they approached the self-checkout area, which had a line stretching back into an aisle, I had second thoughts on the flavor I had picked. Oh, Rebecca, you got to, you got to, you got to go with confidence. Right, of course. And be wrong, but be wrong boldly, like like little league umpires. You right. know, sell it. Right. Okay, I sent my wife a quick text to confirm the bags I grabbed were the correct flavor, then looked up to see a few sets of eyes on me. A man approaching the checkout area asked, are you in line? Without really thinking about it, I replied matter-of-factly, no, I'm waiting for a text response to make sure I'm buying the right thing. He started laughing, and with a big grin, the guy in front of him piped in, smart man. (laughs) The only thing missing was an exchange of high fives and cases of beer in our carts, and we could have been a living beer commercial. How true is that? Does he say whether or not it was it the right, the right flavor? And uh, how 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 long was he waiting before the response came in? I don't know, but I I uh, can't leave. This is I'm like a say, cliffhanger. I'm going to say till next to, week. I'm going to say it was the right flavor. You're going to say it was the wrong flavor. I thought he was going to say what you did, which was it was whole bean. Didn't uh, you do that? Yeah, I bought. I, because the kind of coffee I like hadn't been at the grocery for a week or two, and it was finally there in the place it always is. And I grabbed the bag and purchased it and brought it home and realized it was not ground. It was whole bean coffee, and we don't have a grinder. Uh, I wonder if you could put it in a food processor, if that would work. I don't know. I'll Google that. But um, but yeah, well, imagine if he had gotten three bags of the correct flavor, but the wrong level of groundedness. I'm pretty sure I'm a completionist, writes Kevin, and like what seems to be the majority of listeners, or maybe just of those who write in, rather than women's basketball, the connection that brought me to the podcast was probably being a Marquette grad, yes, and an SI subscriber who each week read it from the back, meaning Steve's articles were always what I read first. I always loved the Marquette stories, having apparently started my freshman year the fall after Steve graduated. Wow, that was, so you would have been a freshman in the 88-89 uh, academic year, if, if I'm doing my math correctly, and uh, speaking of being an SI subscriber and my being quarantined during COVID, I did what I, when I, when I, 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 I was texting with her daughter off at college and she asked, was asking me how things were going. And I said, well, you know, I'm, I don't feel great and I'm just watching a lot of bad TV. And she said somewhat astutely, I thought, and it's interesting to see your kids grow up and become, you know, much smarter than you. Uh, she said, well, why don't you watch good TV? Right. 
And she sent me a couple of uh, binging recommendations. Did you take her up on any? I actually did start uh, one 10 episode uh, uh, show called Made, M A I D, starring Margaret Qualley, the daughter of Andy McDowell, who's also in it. Do you like it? It's excellent. Good recommendation from my Absolutely daughter. good recommendation. The other good. one she recommended was Dope Sick. So, um, oh, I've heard that that's really depressing. a downer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I, 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 it's why I, I mean, so is made. But, uh, but anyway, but to, to pick me out of the, those, um, valleys i i was also binging i was also binging my old standby the rockford files and in the second season of the rockford files uh an episode opens with this is 1976 an episode opens with jim in his trailer in malibu watching a a rams game a los angeles rams game and he's trying to he's calling his bookie to try to get a bet down on the game he's also making a sandwich and in front of him on the little coffee table couch is a TV, his uh, sandwich fixings, and uh, and a copy of the June 2nd, 1975 issue of Sports Illustrated with Billy Martin as a Texas Rangers manager on the cover. Mm-hmm. And and the mailing label was, you know, on the so it was it was very clear, you know, Jim Rockford in Malibu was a Sports Illustrated subscriber. Part of his two hundred dollars a day plus expenses, he was he was sending to the Time and Life building in New York for his SI subscription. So so I I liked that. That's pretty cool. Anyway, thank you, Kevin in Wisconsin for uh for all of that. And our next email, Rebecca, is from Rich. Rich in Texas. Hello, Rich in Texas. Rich writes, greetings from Texas. I laughed at Steve's suggestion that Rebecca wear her Yukon uniform for jury duty, and I hope that she was released rather than sequestered. Rebecca, oh, we didn't talk, talk about, about cliffhangers. That. That's talk right. Cliffhangers. So Wednesday night, the Wednesday, no, Tuesday night uh, before uh, Thanksgiving. It was a Wednesday before Thanksgiving, wasn't that it? That I was supposed to report. Yes, but Tuesday night, I'm, I was coaching our son in a basketball game, the Fall League Championship game, and right before the game started, I got a text alert that my jury duty for the next day had been canceled. So I don't know what that means. I don't know if that gives me six months off or a year off or maybe six weeks off. I don't know. But I was, needless to say, quite happy that my day before Thanksgiving jury duty um, didn't come to be. And it, it's almost like we've talked about this before. It's like I was given a day back in my life because I had to keep that day free. I couldn't plan to do anything that day, whether it was work or stuff around the house. And all of a sudden, I had this day of my life given back to me. Imagine if I had been quarantined and you had been sequestered. We were simultaneously quarantined and sequestered. I wonder if that would be a reason to get out of jury duty. If you said my husband, who's the only other driver of our children, is in quarantine. I don't know. What do you think is worse? Quarantining or sequ- well, qu- sequestration is quarantining with other people. Right, so I can answer that that would be worse. worse yeah. Um, your suggestion, uh, writes Rich, reminded me of something I tried a few years ago. I was assigned to a specific court and, uh, Googled the judge just to see what I could find out. He writes a goggled the judge and, and perhaps he means that. Maybe he does. But, uh, let's go with Google just to see what I could find out. I'm a proud University of Texas graduate. So when I saw that the judge had gone to Texas A&M law school, I decided to wear something from my extensive burnt orange wardrobe. Okay. 
The jury pool was about, this is brilliant, Rebecca. I think so. The jury pool was about 50 people and I was toward the back, so the attorneys didn't really focus on me. But at the end of the preliminary questioning, one of them said, number 47, we haven't heard much from you, but I see that you're a Longhorn fan. <laughs> ah, the judge took notice as well, and I told the attorney that I hoped the judge would dismiss me when she saw it. Without missing a beat, the judge said, actually, that makes you juror number one, so please come up here. <laughs> Fortunately, she was kidding and we all had a good laugh and I ended up not getting picked. Happy holidays to you and your family, Rich. That's uh that's quite a that's a brilliant move, it but is. one that could I can see backfiring For as certain. well. All right, Rebecca, our next uh viewer mail. And where does viewer mail go to, Rebecca? What what it goes to Ball and Chain Pod at gmail.com. Ball and chain pod at gmail.com and um our next uh Gmail comes email viewer mail comes from Becky. She's our she's a completionist and our resident equipment manager. Hello, Becky. And Becky uh, attaches a photograph. There's uh, there's uh, there are a few baubles in the background. You know, you're always very voyeuristic when somebody foregrounds something in the in the there's something in the foreground in the picture. I almost used foreground as a verb. Shame mm -hmm. on me. Uh, and uh, there's some books. I always love looking at people's bookshelves. But in the foreground here, Rebecca, and I'm going to let uh, you read this caption and describe what's in it. The caption is... What is the caption? It's not a caption. It's the email. It's the oh, body the of the email. Went home for Thanksgiving and found my old number 50 Liberty jersey. Would it be possible to send it your way to have it signed well, of course, Becky. And you, you uh, thought she was going to say, it would it be possible to send you away for you to keep? <laughs> no, size large champion uh, vintage Liberty number 50 jersey. Oh. I would love to sign it. I typically sign those jerseys on the back on the number five. Um, you should, you should just because the jersey's black and it's hard to sign anywhere, should, but on should, the white number. You should get a dressmaker's dummy so that it's like you're signing, you know, it gives you something to sign on. Yes. And we'll uh, we'll send you details, uh, Becky, on how to do that. Thank you. Oh, by the way, uh, the jersey Rebecca is hanging on one of those uh, dry cleaning hangers. And just yesterday, you were you were ironing pants, right? Yes, I was, yeah. And you asked me to go to one of the kids' closets and get another pants hanger. And I went to the kids' closets in our own closet, and there wasn't another. There wasn't an available. Pants hanger. We now have more pants than pants hangers. And is there anything, uh, a few things, give me a thrill in life? Um, this is more of a statement of my life than than anything. Than finding an empty pants hanger, the dry cleaning hanger, you know, just the wire hanger with the with the with, with the thick cardboard dowel across yes. the bottom. Those things are those things are are. Uh, Hard to come by and hold on to them. And they're hold on to them. Actually, they're made in a way where you can really only fit one pair of pants on them. Because if you put more than one, it starts to droop. The cardboard thing starts. To yeah, droop. yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. And it's droop. Sometimes sure it they do sometimes that it, sometimes it creases. Yes. And then it's done. Yeah. Over. Then it's no good to anybody. No. Nor is the rest of the hanger. Correct. But but that's not that kind of hanger dry cleaning hanger that um, that Becky has her her. Your jersey hanging on, it it's one of it's it's a shirt hanger, but it's one with the paper covering, you mm -hmm. know. Yeah. So so it can you can put advertising on this. Right. This one says "fresh as a flower," uh, 
professional dry cleaning and finishing care. Okay. I mean, I just love the uh, the, the the language and the the, the vernacular of of it dry. It's sort cleaning. of a waste of paper, though. No. Well, there's I, no reason to have the paper on the on the hanger. I mean, I get it for advertising's sake, but it would be better for trees and everything else and recycling. But to but not, it's not, not it's, have it. There. It's not even. What I love, it's not even specific to the dry cleaner advertising. It's 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 specific to the dry cleaning industry, right? But it's not specific to the, this particular dry oh, right, cleaner. Right, so all right. it really is doing is advertising having your clothes dry cleaned. Right. In the same way that almost all pizza boxes are not from that pizzeria. There, there's this sort of generic pizza box right. that is advertising pizza in general. Right. Right. Yeah, you're right. I mean, you're really going to a high-end pizza place when their boxes are have their own name on it. Usually, right. it's like the Italian guy from the cartoon with the twirly mustache and right. the chef's hat. Maybe Sometimes an Italian it has flag this, on the side. It has all the the boxes you can check to say what's on the pizza. Nobody but ever checks never them. Checked. No, in never the same checked. way that the dimples on the top of your fast food soda, you know, the, 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 you can you can press in mm-hmm. various things, and almost none. They're almost never punched in. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Where were we? Oh, I Becky wants the jersey sign. We'll, okay. we'll, we'll get back to it. Uh, yeah, that's easy. Okay. Yep. So you can email her where to send it. Uh, if you would like me to, I will yes, do that. Of yes, of course. Um, our second to last uh, email comes from anonymous to you. Uh, you know, I'll just say it's from Gail. And Gail is suggesting a Christmas present for you. So oh. you can't look at this Gmail. Okay. okay? Because you're you're not going to get it. Oh, I don't. I don't ever look at the Gmails. You do. No, when I know. You read them. So I'm this one you won't read. You'll just you won't read out loud. Yes, I, I appreciate the suggestion, Gail, and I'll, I will look into that. That's a great idea. Which leaves only Dr. Gary Siegel writing from or what last? Did we do a show Thanksgiving week or before Thanksgiving? Yes, guess, we did one the Tuesday before Thanksgiving, and then we after. didn't do it last week because you were Last week was the Tuesday after Thanksgiving, yes. And it comes from uh, Dr. Gary Siegel, as always. Dear Rebecca and Steve, writes DGS, I hope that you had a wonderful Thanksgiving surrounded by family and friends, as we had. We did. Thank you. We also had the pleasure of having our daughter, son-in-law, and three-year-old granddaughter from Texas visit us, visit with us for around a week. A weary DGS types away on Monday night as the children left earlier today and the empty nesters are recovering. And note that this granddaughter and note that this granddaughter of the two is the petite and lower energy one. We'll be looking forward to a week in New Orleans in February during Mardi Gras where we'll be charmed by our four year old more energetic granddaughter. That's it's you know, as as your energy wanes, their energy increases. Increases. Yes. It's uh it's a bad Axis. Well, yes, exactly. Bad axis. Mm-hmm. Not the, an axis of evil, but a, still a bad I, axis I have a feeling if, if, if Dr. Siegel becomes a uh, heavy metal uh, front man in his, uh, re- in, his reti- in his golden years, mm-hmm. his band or his first album will be called Bad Axis. <laughs> okay. What do you think? Just a suggestion. The three-year-old's father is English and the parents are raising her in an exemplary fashion with incredible patience, kindness, and consistency. It's fun to talk to her about household items and events, such as one, daddy grows green tomatoes in his garden. Two, mama gives her baths, but daddy gives her a bath. <laughs> nice. I wonder if daddy's feeling confident about uh, about uh, England's uh, 
chances in the World Cup here, and and so forth, writes Dr. Siegel. I'm doing my best to have her speak the King's English, and it's always fun to talk to her on FaceTime after their Christmas trip to England, as she's around her cousins from the Netherlands and the family in England, so she tends to pick up an English accent during those two weeks. Love it. So that I, I can keep in the format of the podcast, which is a wonderful gift for which we are all thankful every week, writes Dr. Siegel. Here's a short list of items. One, I'm thrilled to hear that Rebecca's contract after almost two decades, the worldwide leader in sports. Uh, please accept the heartfelt. I'm, I'm thrilled to hear news, I guess, of Rebecca's contract after almost two decades, the worldwide leader in sports. We did talk about that, right? That, did, that, yeah. that they issued a press release. Yes. And thus Finally admitting after 18 yes. years that yes. I am working for them. <laughs> please, please accept the heartiest of congratulations on my wish for many more years on the air. Do you accept, Rebecca? I do, of course. Two, UNC men's basketball lost a four-overtime game versus Alabama, and the end of the game took an incredible amount of time due to official reviews. Yuck, what do our hosts think of official reviews across the various sports? I'll take that one first, Rebecca, uh, because you, you can talk about basketball, which is ridiculous. I mean, these games take forever, and they remove all the drama from it. But uh, having watched so much World Cup uh, during my quarantine and convalescence, uh, VAR replays it, it, now so many, if not most, goals are reviewed for offside or other infractions so that the player, it, it, the spontaneous celebration is either non-existent or cut short until they go back to the review and review. And then, and then the, of course, the ensuing celebration after the review was much more muted than it would be otherwise. So did you just use the phrase spontaneous celebration? Because it feels like no celebrations are spontaneous anymore. You've, have you seen the the new thing? I don't know if it's if it's uh, fueled by TikTok or whatever, but like athletes pretending that they have, a, you know, pulled their hamstring, hamstring yeah, yeah. The, or the whatever Vikings, else Vikings, and they the, the, bust into uh, the dance. The woman did that in the, in the um, NWSL, right? Yes. And, and then, then, and then yeah, a Vikings player, player did, yeah. did, did the same one. And yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, those aren't spontaneous, but they're they're delightful, I guess. And and um, but but no, in, in in soccer at least, well, in all sports, you know, there's an infinite variety of you know, right. scoring of how a ball is going to end up in the net, and so there is some spontaneity. And and yes, uh, it, like I understand in basketball games, you want to get it right, but sometimes, be, and often, if I'm calling the game by the first or second replay, it's pretty clear what the result is, and and but the officials are forced to look at like. If there's 16 angles, they're going to look at all 16 and it, angles. And, and one of the reasons women's basketball reviews don't take as long as men's is I think there's probably fewer angles because there's fewer cameras on the games. And uh, and then you're forced to talk over 16 different angles right, and well, say the same thing 16 times. Well, what was interesting in my game this past weekend, UConn-Notre Dame, there was one time the ball went out of bounds off of a UConn player's hand. But the reason it went off of her hand is because a Notre Dame player hit her hand, which made the ball go out of bounds. And in the WNBA, the rule is if a foul causes the ball to go off of the player that it goes off of, the officials can take that into consideration and give the ball to the other team. But there's no such rule in college basketball. So the replay distinctly shows that it went off of UConn because she was hit by Notre Dame, but you can't take that into, into account. So sometimes it's like, all right, this would make sense, but uh, we can't do it. So. I was watching, I think it was an NBA game the other night, and in a player, there was an out-of-bounds review on the baseline, and uh, they, the, uh, the, like the call on the court stood, I think, but, but upon reviewing it, 
No, no, they reversed the call on the court because the other team had had you know called for the review. Yeah, they reversed the call, but in reviewing it, <laughs> not 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 uh, visible with the naked eye, but but you know in live action. But in reviewing it, the announcers and everybody else could see plainly that the, that yes, the ball went off the other team, but it's because the guy had been fouled and an uncalled yeah. foul. So so the refs did some Solomonic thing where. They, they did reverse the call. But, I, but then also called the foul? No, they didn't call the foul. What they did was they didn't call the foul, but they gave the ball back to the team who had obviously, it had not gone out of bounds. You know, it had obviously well, gone out of bounds with that guy, but they gave him the ball back and they, because they had been fouled, but they didn't, they didn't call the foul. But what's interesting about that is in the, N- the NBA and the WNBA but it, it, it are was different. The, it was the right thing to do, even if it was the wrong call. But NBA and WNBA are different in that regard. Like in the NBA, if the ball goes off on one person like, because of a foul, they are not allowed to take it into into account. It's only in the WNBA where they are, right. unless the NBA but, rules have changed but, in the but last they, year. But they are allowed to apply common sense. Nobody complained. Compl- apply common sense and and do what you would have done on a playground or driveway or YMCA for the in the interest of expediency. You know, you just get on with it. Right. I mean, it's nothing is this right. important. No, I know. You know, we don't review anything uh, with the the the. the uh, granular detail that we review a, a, a football catch or something. Right. Just, no, this is not that important. I know. Three, the World Cup without beer seems like a bit of a cruel joke to those who took the time, trouble, and expense to attend, writes Dr. Siegel. As the advertising slogan says, this bud's not for you. The outcomes have been unpredictable, and I hope to catch more games as the tournament progresses. Yeah, it's been it's been, uh, it's been really good. Uh, Soccer, in some cases, I mean, it, it, most of the games have been, particularly in the elimination round, have been super competitive. But uh, man, Brazil and France both look really good. And those two teams could meet in the finals, but Brazil, especially, is playing this joyous, uh, you know, high octane, beautiful uh, soccer. I just like to hear the word joyous. It's so nice when when people well, are out dancing there and after instead every goal, of mean yeah. mugging and looking yeah, all yeah. angry yeah. they're full of well, joy some, playing a, some people don't like that they're, that. that they're dancing after each goal you know and, and, yeah but, but uh, just like i'm, I'm thinking I, basketball I specifically to play with a smile on your face oh, completely. Um, when i when i was out in portland i was talking to caitlin clark and monica sanano two of the stars for the iowa women's basketball team and i just uh, you know asked them about i don't even remember what my question was and they talked about you know how much they love playing basketball and you know the they they enjoy the joy that it brings to their fans and and playing with joy and they talked about playing with joy and i just said to him i said this is such a nice uh you know change of pace to hear players talking about having fun on the basketball court and playing with joy because uh, i like to watch teams and players who are full of joy when they're out there playing eh, whether it's you know Youth basketball, high school, college, whatever. Four writes Dr. Siegel, the baking and cooking gene, strong in my 91-year-old mother-in-law, is strong, albeit a bit less prominent than in years past. It has skipped a generation as Mrs. DGS, while having no discernible shortcomings, will admit that cooking and baking aren't her forte. Mm -hmm. So Mrs. DGS has no discernible shortcomings and also no discernible shortcake, right? (laughs) Probably not. Five, lastly, thanks so much for the honor of including my family and to yours by having placed pictures on your refrigerator. I assure you, Dr. Siegel, they are there right now as we speak Mm -hmm. uh, to the point where at least one of our kids uh, was getting something out of the fridge and said probably a week after these pictures were were magnetized to the front, said, who are these people? (laughs) 
<laughs> right? That's right. Please let the viewers know if and when any of your children notice the new pictures. Well, I, th- there you go. There you go. Uh, I think I think she was the only one who's noticed, by the way, right? Yes, I think so. With, I mean, I think they've all seen the pictures. They just haven't questioned who these people are. Mm-hmm. With warm regards, Gary with two R's. Thank you, Gary, as always. Um, Rebecca, do you have anything else? I have nothing else. Well, on that note, then. Um, Tom Dick Hari. Oh, first well, of all, thank for, you, Denny Gallagher. For, for producer Denny Gallagher. Tom Dick Hari, play us out. Sing says no pain, no gain, and we found that to be fact. The road might twist and turn a bit, but we all arrive intact. Mr. Mom and Mrs. Dad having each other's back. Day by day, just to keep it sane. Who's the ball and who's the chain? It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. Six of us and the family pad live in this cuckoo nest. Daily grind puts sanity to a daily test. Androgynous and ambiguous, while we give for a little rest. Stay by day just to keep it sane. Who's the ball and who's the chain? It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane.